Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Asking Music podcast brought to you by Beach Services. Uh, I've got two lovely individuals who have invited me into their home uh, for, for this week's episode. Um, I met these guys uh, through Buskers by the Lake um, and just just the, the Sunny Coast music scene, um, but uh, I'll let them introduce themselves and, and sort of give a bit of a kickoff to, for tonight's episode. <laughs> Hello, uh, my name is Hannah. Uh, my name's Jason, and uh, together we are Brook Street, which is a little funky little indie folk duo, mm-hmm. which is a, a fresh project for us. Awesome. Well, I suppose yeah. we may as well start with that. So that, that's been a, a this year project. What, how did that sort of kick off? There's obviously been a lot of stuff um, that's, that's sort of already started and, and, and things that are releasing with music and all that. But when did this sort of kick off for you guys, the idea? Oh, I mean, we've done music together for at least five years, six years on and off, just randomly, you know, um, around the scene. Mm-hmm. And then obviously um, getting married. Uh, was a pretty awesome thing that happened to us. <laughs> yep. <laughs> a bit over a year ago now. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we were kind of, um, we were solo musos. Well, we have been solo musos for our kind of music careers, um, if you want to call it. And we we were kind of playing on it, each other's projects for a while um, when we needed like kind of a band backing us up. So he would kind of play on my project when I had gigs and then I would play on his and um after a while we kind of had started writing some songs together and it was kind of it got to that point where it was like oh should we record these under your name or should we do them under mine and um they were also just kind of their own vibe as well Yeah. yeah so it kind of made sense for us as the next step to create something together yeah, if anyone's heard like people have heard your individual stuff um well yeah it, it makes perfect sense that that it was that it was a, a new love child so to speak because it, it it doesn't necessarily blend one way or the other what's what's the name like I, 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 like i'm not sure if this was something you needed to prep but what's the name well we we uh don't actually say it from stage um because we love people to like come up and chat to us oh but we no, can we, we can that. give we a that. we can give a vague version okay yeah yep. an exclusive okay um, <laughs> gee whiz holy, how, how <laughs> holy smokes uh how do we say this vaguely uh, there is a brook street that might exist in a big city close to here uh and that may be a place that when we were dating we would always park the car on because there was no parking anywhere else and we just have lots of fond memories of late night strolls back to the car on brook street uh and uh yeah uh, we'll leave it at that the ambiguity (laughs) the ambiguity is palpable i'm sweating i've got goosebumps holy smokes yeah that works that works i think that was enough and also not enough i mean it's it's you gotta people. You gotta Pretty keep. easy for people to guess. <laughs> you want people to, you know, want more. You know, you but at the same time, though, I had a chat. Um, I had a chat with someone earlier on in the season about uh, his own, um, his own name for his brand, and he's like, "Oh, I just like the name Velvet," and then I just went through and just found things that go well with that. So look, there's two schools of thought. Like, yeah. you know, for you, some people have, now people have loved the mystery and want to know more, and for him, he gets a bunch of artists say. Oh my god, that's so much less pressure. Yeah. Oh, if it's just something yeah. that you just come up with, it that's so much have easier. To always mean something. Exactly, but I <laughs> like that it does. So the ambiguity <laughs> is good. You've had quite a, a good run of shows with Tailski over the last oh, little yes. while. Um, uh-huh. Take me through that. Talk me through the tour. Yeah, well, I mean, it was a good catalyst for us to actually get this um, 
to get this project off the ground, mm. you know, because we'd obviously thought about it and talked about it and were writing songs. And then because I've toured with Tay before um, and then he's like, well, why doesn't Han play bass? You know, because we're going to be on the road. It'd be way funner if it's, you know, Ooh, him at and his that point, wife and I'd me and my wife. never yeah. played bass in my life. That's true. She <laughs> oh. never played bass, yeah. <laughs> so it was a good catalyst to kind of, I mean, I, I'm a guitarist mostly. Um, but yeah, it was a good kind of catalyst to learn a new instrument yeah, that was kind of similar zone. but also its own thing so yeah yeah and yeah. also singing um that, that that's a tricky one to sing because you're not Can you're be. playing with him but you're not really playing yeah. the same sorts of things yeah. as someone plays drums and sings yeah. it uh sometimes i just can sort of simp- make things a bit more simplistic and yeah. cut back the beat a little bit yeah. the the accents on the bass they have to be there yeah and to sing over the top true. of that you wouldn't yeah. I, I tell you first you wouldn't know that you hadn't played it like yeah. like properly they're different before, rhythms so. like the the melody lines and then the bass like they're different kind of rhythms at certain points so you've got to like you've got to practice <laughs> uh she's a dark horse though i've never seen her um try an instrument yet that's been out of her league so oh she's, yeah she's, she's picked it up real quick tay, well, look tay picked the right person <laughs> for the job i i didn't realize so <laughs> so like and as someone that plays in well, the rhythm section i i did not pick it up so there you um, go <laughs> so excellent work on that but yeah so you you toured the best part of the country yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so. Well, because, I mean, the band was just the trio. And so he's like, well, I mean, we've already got everything set up. Like, y- you guys can open if you want, you know. And so every sound guy was like, oh, this is a dream. You yeah. know, one set up and we're good, you know, yeah. for the night. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. And so what we did, yeah, pretty much the whole way from here to Melbourne, you know, the whole kind of East Coast um, over four weeks. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I guess four and a half weeks if you count driving home at the end. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, so good, man. Yeah. I kind of miss being on the road a little bit, but yeah. also nice to be in one place as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's true. And also, like, you get that. Um, I think it's nice when you start uh, starting your stomping ground. You can be like, oh, look, maybe we sleep in our own bed tonight. And then you're like, okay, sweet. Now we're doing it for real. Now we've, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the straps are off now. Now we're, we're heading down. We're interstate and we're mm. making the best of it. And I think you get, um, like, you guys would obviously know each other in and out, but you get a you get a different side of the, the, the person over that. And, and I suppose... <laughs> Where you are on night one, as opposed to you know night however many. It's true. It, it's a bit of fun, and like, yeah. I, I like that. Um, I like that as someone you know that's always looking for someone like a good hang. You got to be the good hang. Yeah. For the bits that aren't the set in between. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it makes it makes the time pass really nicely. Like you've got each other to chat to, and ch- you know can share the driving and things like that too. So. Yeah. Oh, and like, I feel like, especially to Sydney, it went so fast because, you know, once you've all showed, you know, oh, have you heard this song? And then, oh, this song. Yeah, and that, you just end up like and... deep diving and ending yeah. up in weird indie, you know, underbellies of Spotify, like these obscure artists. You're like, <laughs> yeah. whoa, what have we found? You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have the time to do that on a road trip, you know? And Absolutely. <laughs> and also because you're all like mine, it's not like, oh, man, I've done so much talking about music. I feel like they're going to be sick of it now. It's like, that's what you're there to do. Yeah, exactly. So, so it just. Yeah. It just goes and literally then, our whole life. <laughs> exactly, and and as and as you take the chain interchange the roles, and someone does the driving, and someone's on this. Like I can recall seeing stories of Tay doing these ones in the car, yeah. Yeah, playing yeah, guitar yeah. whilst yeah. you guys were like doing your bits and singing. Like, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't driving, just yeah. for those playing at home. Um, but yeah, I, I remember seeing those ones, thinking that was yeah. that was just wild. So yeah. um, I can imagine, yeah, the drives would have gone quite quick yeah. if that was and the one case. of us cramped in the back seat in amongst all the music gear. Yes, <laughs> we we didn't. Yeah, when we put all the gear out, 
in front on this mat, I was like, there is no way three of us are going to fit in in the next trail, you know, (laughs) like, man, we should have got a van, but you know, some um, serious Tetris and we made it work. The person in the back just had a pile of, you know, and you get, you you know, you nail it by, by week two, it's, yeah, it's locked and loaded. Oh yeah. It's like a well-oiled machine. When someone else tries to load the car, you're like, Whoa. Step back. Yeah. I'll just get you to yeah. just take just take three steps Honestly, back. Just, yeah. Thanks for helping. Yeah. Place it next to the car. Yeah, I did actually say um, you're welcome to take it off the stage. Um, no, not I yet. noticed you're putting it in my car. Um, I don't believe that was part of the original agreement. Um, no, and not saw, in the T's and C's. Exactly. Yeah. And as someone that plays drums, I'm gonna just let you. You know, just don't. You don't have to touch all the bags. Like I, I really appreciate it, and it doesn't go unnoticed, but. It's just you have just happy to leave yeah. behind the car. Like I, I got the BT50, so I can put it all on the back. But like, there's there's certainly a skill. There's just as so much as a skill there is to packing it. There's a skill to getting maybe four things of which you could fit eight in there mm-hmm. and fucking it up so bad <laughs> that you've now made four things actually difficult because you went. I'll just throw that in. I'll just throw that in. No, you just do it the same way every time. I'm a bit I'm a uh-huh. bit anal like that I, myself. Well, and you know what I realized that the biggest part of it is that people don't really notice is that. If you know where everything goes, then you know when something is not there. Yes. And mm. especially when you're putting like 50 Absolutely. pieces of gear in every night, you're like, there's a gap. Why is there a gap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, and then what you know, like, yes. oh, yeah. it's, yeah. Like a, it's like this perfect checklist of Definitely. not leaving your crap all over the country. And, and also <laughs> you, you load in when it looks like this and you load out when it looks like outside right now. Like you load mm. out at night, like you load out when it's dark. And mm. funnily enough, everything we have is fucking black. Oh, that's yeah. very cool. That <laughs> was a good idea. Music gear. <laughs> so, that's yeah. true. That's like for true. me, I got my bag over there and that's a new addition to my collection. And yeah, if, if, it, if it feels lighter... It's wrong. That's Call nice the authorities. Yeah. You know, like it's and yes, as you would note, it is also black. Yeah. It has to be. You know, exactly. It's, it's music it's, here. It's, it's, it's musical <laughs> black. Where, where did sort of music start for you guys? Did you guys meet through music, or mm. did something that you guys found? Or are we heading back into Brook Street territory again, and it's big no no about the red flag. <laughs> oh stop. no no, we're, we're no, an open no. book, man. Hand take it away. Uh, we did actually meet through music. Um, we met at a gig that Jace was playing at. And um, I was kind of looking at the time for support acts for a house show I was putting on to raise money for my first EP um, at the time. And we had a mutual friend who kind of got us in contact and I was I, I went to his gig to kind of suss out, you know, could he be a right fit for the support act kind of thing. And we met after he played and I'd really liked his stuff. Um, Were you just playing by yourself at the time? It was, it was, oh, it was the first ever Jason Daniels band oh, gig okay. yep, at yep, yep. Tramfest on the streets in Nambour back in the day. Yeah, yeah. it was crazy. It's yeah, like six years ago. Yeah, it was. You guys were like strictly musical that you wanted to do that. That was all. Um. Well, we kind of had a few jams. There was another guy, um, who was coming on board as a support act too, and we kind of had, you know, a couple of couple of practices and run through some songs we were playing together and that kind of thing Mm. um but from that point kind of we we felt like yeah there was some kind of an yeah some kind of an understanding between the two of us and i think musically we were on a pretty similar page and found it pretty easy to co-write like sometimes you you have a musical connection and it sort of becomes like a, a bond. Sometimes you have a bond and then you go, oh my god, we we do that as well. Yeah, it's mm. yeah. I the mean, inverse it, is true. It, it took us a few years to notice that though. Well, mm. like because Han would have been seventeen 
mm. or 18 when 18. that first happened. Yeah. And I'm like a whole year and a half, two years older. Mm. And so... That it, wisdom it shows. And so it was showing, like, showing it through was like, now. Oh, like, oh. I, uh, you know, she's still a teenager and I'm like a whole of 20. And, and yeah, um, writing books yeah. and Way things. Way too yeah. And so it's like, I just don't want to like, you know, she's still young. And so... But it, so I didn't like view her in any kind of um, like relationship potential way. It was just like an amazing friend and mm. an incredible musician. And then as um, the years went on, obviously... From my side of things, I started, you know, developing a little crush. Pretty. Notice how she went straight for the crush and didn't say anything yeah. about so awesome musicians. She was just like, yeah, so I thought he was all right. Um, yeah. But he was a really nice guy. It's like, oh, yeah. yep, sweet. So, oh. yep, two schools of thoughts here. Um, welcome back to Marriage Counseling um, with yeah. Belly Drummer, um, sponsored by V Services. Um, <laughs> It went there, bro. It, it, did, it went there. did you guys um, grow up in musical families? Like, mm. were you guys yeah. always surrounded by people who played instruments? Very much so. Oh, yeah. 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 And we both grew up, like, in church as well. So, just, like, always surrounded by music. I mean, it's a yeah. gig every weekend, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, yeah, from the youngest yeah. age, you're like, you can hold drumsticks. All right. You're up. Yeah. And, and were you both involved? Yeah. yeah. On the stage? Yeah. I was... Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, I grew up down south in the Blue Mountains, but I... Yeah, I remember playing like every second Sunday from like the age of nine or ten. You just mm. like couldn't even see me behind the drum kit, but it was like it, you know it's an amazing musical education. And yeah, it, it's really special that it kind of you know it attaches music to like meaning so much more than just you know what you do with the headphones alone in your bedroom. It's also this amazing opportunity for people to come together and yeah. Community with music and um, a community of music. So, yeah. so I suppose the nurturing side of things, it's it's not playing that that pub to seven people in the sound mm. guy. Because it's, mm. it's that nurturing environment where you, you get comfortable playing in front of lots of people because there's always lots of people. Yeah. Yeah. But all the yeah, lots totally. of people are like, oh my God, look at little Jace behind yeah. the drums. Yeah. Like, so it's that yeah. the, the win of, as far as it's, the only negative would be almost it's sort of, doesn't prepare you for what it's like in the real world when you do play the three people in the sound guy but <laughs> but you get the confidence to be like yeah, totally. i can, if I can yeah. play in front yeah. of like i struggle to play sunrise playing just in front of like mum and dad family like mm. i sometimes because it's it's too intimate yeah so that's i would like to not know where they are yeah in a big crowd that makes me feel more comfortable <laughs> um but you know like yeah having having a nurturing environment yeah we can we can week out to oh yeah that's it. And, and i think it, oh you yeah. go like you said like it it kind of gets you comfortable in front of people in mm. like from a young age. So yeah. that's cool. And I think it's cool. Like having music mean something like for your faith as well and your spirituality. I think that's really important because, you know, musicians are such creative kind of very like switched on in that department. So it's amazing to have that music be right in that lane from the start as well, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah. I suppose, yeah, sometimes, um, Sometimes it can be an outlet and obviously there's nothing wrong with it being an outlet, but often that can be, it's an outlet because of, oh, this thing and or because of, yeah. oh, that mm. thing, I needed this sort of thing where mm. it's to grow up in something where it's like, sweet, so music is something you want to do. Mm. Awesome. How can I, how can we help that? Like mm. I always refer back to grade four, um, sitting down on the couch with mom and dad and they said, hey, um, do you want to do guitar lessons or oh, do you cool. want to do drum lessons uh, out like, you know, because grade four is where the in-school lesson stuff stops, but they're happy to facilitate another instrument. Mm-hmm. Which one would it be? And I was like, I reckon I reckon I'd give drums a go. And, like, it's still the most important decision I've ever made because cool. none of this stuff happens if that decision doesn't get made. Yeah, so, man. for me, growing up in a family that was very supportive, even though they weren't on the, on the instruments, I've actually learned more about mum and dad's 
musical and you know production theatrical side of their growing up um mm. after the fact because they were just like oh if that's what you'd like to do and if i said right. guitar they would have been happy as a pig in mud and mm. i wouldn't know any different mm. um but i just i was just a binary choice and i just mm. i just flipped the other side and mm. that's what sort of why we're here and mm. wow. so i think having having two different schools of thought on that you, mm. you can you can often end up well often end up in the, in the same sort of place mm. exactly yeah so what are your ambitions like either the two of you or like or what are the ambitions of brook street like mm. is it just sort of a bit of a since the tailski thing see where it goes or yeah. Uh, yeah i think it was always one of the things that we really wanted to know like long term like to really do something together i think that's something we've always really wanted and so now that it's mm. kicked off it's like you know that's an amazing momentum boost to start with an east coast tour playing venues with mm. people that don't know you but you get to you know stand in front of them every night and share yeah. your songs yeah. so yeah. now it's like wow everyone we met on that journey is now so wonderfully supportive and so like okay so mm. all those wonderful songs we heard when can we you know play them <laughs> in the yeah, car yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and so now we're like it gives us a good ah! kick up the butt to like yeah <laughs> to record my music and and write more songs and yeah. yeah so we've done like a song a month for the last two months and then we're yep. just finishing off the one for next month yep. and then in april we're going to launch an ep of all of them together plus two extras yep yep and then hopefully yeah. that'll uh, satisfy people for a little while yeah you know? yeah Cause yeah because we've, we've yeah. obviously got enough music for two kind of full-length eps and mm. so we're just like diving into that whole realm of producing it all and getting mm. it done. And yeah, and doing it all yourselves, which mm. is yeah. which is both like it's cool to be like I'm just relying on me and you. It's but mm. also, uh, me and you, we got to do. We got to do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. The same joke. It's, it's not a. It's not you a. You got to work hard for it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like to start with the kick up the butt of actually going out and playing the shows, mm-hmm. of which there was a large quantity, to then being like, okay, I'm back home. Okay, let's get back into it again, you know, let's have yeah. breakfast and I'll see you, you know, over there in a bit sort of thing. Yeah, and, yeah and that's literally what it's like. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Well, you know, Hans um, works down the street as well at a coffee shop that um, some of my family, or our family actually, because we're married, uh, set up. And so it'll be like, oh, I'll wake up, Hans gone to do coffees. Oh, I got to drive, you know, just no excuses. Just yeah. get out there, start yeah. smashing away things. Yeah. And, and it's wonderful to try and find your own motivation because I think I was that classic producer guy that would have 100 songs never finished. Yeah. Mm. Okay. yeah. To be that guy that's like people are waiting, mm. it's like it's a wonderful switch to have turned on in, in your producer head of, all right, well, that's I've got the to thing. put full I, stops yeah. on stuff. I was, I was wondering, <laughs> how do you keep your own motivation? Because often it can be mm. that, oh, there's no boundaries. It's just right. you and me. Like, yeah. we've only got ourselves to please, but yeah. also it could be like, oh, it's only you and me. We've only got ourselves to please. Yeah. You know, how do you guys do Ooh. that? Yeah, because essentially, like, we work for ourselves. Mm. Like, if you think about it in business terms, we're, like, running a business together yeah. as well. So we're, like, we are trying to make our creative passion like become hopefully something we can yeah <laughs> something, yeah, something we can marketable, yeah, something yeah. marketable. Yeah. like it's yeah. got to be something you enjoy and we want to we want to be able to continue doing it you mm. know full time so that's kind of what we're working towards but um mm. i forgot the question well i think there's well, two, <laughs> i think there's two things that i've figured out and that we've figured out together that really like keep us going and i think one songs have a specific season while they're mm. still alive yep. and they're still vibrant. Yeah, and then as soon true. as that season ends, you look back at that song and unless you've captured it in that season, you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. It's 
I, yeah. It just doesn't feel the same now Especially, when I have to sing it 400 times yeah. in a studio. Okay? <laughs> Especially with vocal takes. When you're singing a song, you want, like, you want to be in that moment that mm. it was written in and yes. like that the feeling that you've captured was in. And yeah. if you've moved past that kind of phase of your life or seasonal moment, then you don't sing it with as much conviction. Mm. I, I would definitely agree with that. You can, mm. you can tell like when there's emotion in a voice and they really mean what they're saying. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. And so, yeah, for us, it's like we can already, we're already wanting to write all these new Brook Street songs and we're loving them. And you can feel like, oh, I'm loving them more than these current ones. So it's like, like, well, you know, don't like, you got to get the old ones done. get these old ones done before they expire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and you're right. That that authenticity is noticeable, Mm. whether or not it's stark to the average punter. It's, Mm. it's. It's the the out there, not quite in our, but those that listen with a bit more of a critical ear go, oh, I think this, I think they're done with this, you know. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Like for me, mm-hmm. I I had um a massive back catalogue of songs I wrote in high school, which essentially was just me telling stories that meant a lot to me um through song, things yeah, I, cool. I couldn't necessarily say, and it was mm. all me. I played all the instruments, and I was like, I wanna, I wanna get to a point where I can comfortably, even though they're not necessarily of the high, highest fidelity, they're of a product that is actually listenable. They're, yeah, they're not, fully. there's not wrong things in there. There's not like, oh, where's the bass gone? They're not sonically <laughs> incorrect. But I, but as I redid them, I was like, yeah, the remix of all this. But for me, it was just, just squiggles on a logic pad. Yeah. I, it, it wasn't there anymore. Like Didn't I remember the, the story. Yeah. But I was listening back to it going, oh, so I sound pretty pubescent in this. <laughs> but then we're singing it back again. I'm like, sonically, this is great. Like yeah. uh, the the vocal, it's me singing now. But it was a 17 year old that was going through it, mm. and you know, at 23, it's mm. the voice is a bit deeper, and yeah. like yeah. it's may sound better. But you think back, and for me, I have that discography rather than the live thing because I, I can't play all the instruments at once. Mm. So I go, okay, I want, I want to have something solid that I'm proud of listening back to as a mm. bit of a legacy discography thing. And I go, yeah, but man. So much heart and soul into little seventeen-year-old man. Mm. Oh, yeah, he was yeah. cranking it. It oh, was his yeah. moment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I suppose I didn't realize that until afterwards. I was so focused mm. on ah, listen to that, listen to that. That doesn't match. That is just not counting the mustard. I'm embarrassed that it's on there. So I focus on that more than I suppose the story. Yeah, which is like people are hungry for authenticity. Like people are dying for it. Yes. They're searching for it in every like creative medium, and so people have gotten really good at sniffing it out when it's really there you yeah. know and it doesn't matter all the rough edges around it it's no, like they'll just grab onto it are actually pretty cool yeah they're, I think. they're memorable <laughs> yeah yeah in some ways yeah because like when well, i was at look uni at the lumineers <laughs> yes intentional rough edges yes so many, yeah. <laughs> i think right? i think that that's actually a good thing if i if i'd known about that like as a case study to use when i was at uni because at uni everyone was talking about authenticity and seeing yeah. through the bullshit and stuff but they're also caught in that, oh, if you, if you want to do too much with the music, like yourselves, oh, well, then you're a sellout and all this sort of stuff and mm. trying to find that happy medium. But, oh, so you want, to, you want it to be your main crust, but if you earn too much money, you're a sellout sort of thing and trying mm. to get that, um, oh, we really need to get the authenticity of this. The fact that you're having to say we need to get it means it's not there. Right. And I suppose I, that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, oh, mm. um, I heard that the Beatles, they, um, they, did, they put a pillow on the snare so it sounds different. It's like... Nah, it's just because the snare was rubbish and they needed to put a pillow on it. So it was authentically good then. <laughs> yeah. If you go, oh, this is out my pillow snare track, everyone's like, 
why wouldn't you just record a good one? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why wouldn't you just record? No, 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 but they did it. It's like, yeah, but they yeah. did it maybe because necessity. Maybe because maybe the kick drum patterns are really slow because someone broke their ankle and they had to play with their left foot and oh, they're not yeah. as good. You know, that you was authentic know the at stories. the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not authentic if you go, I know that, you know, dragging nails across a grater makes a really good, you know, snare backbeat. It's like, maybe, maybe <laughs> wow. it does. But maybe it was only it done back visual. then because that's all they had. And this idea, patent pending, uh-huh, uh-huh. TM. But yeah, you know, like, I don't know. You, you can't recreate someone else's authenticity and go, no, but they did it. And it was super good when they did it. That's it. So with the latest releases, um, what are what are those two tracks about? Like, well, what, what, are the, what are the tracks about sort of um, for the whole EP sort of? Is there, a, is there mm. a, a one current going through them all or...? Mm. I mean, they're, they're, we'll probably start with the EP name. It's going to be called I Saw Me Talking, which is the first line of Steady Steady. Yep. Um, and we were throwing around what to call it. But when we thought about that line, I think you actually thought this, mm. when you said that line out loud as a title, it just made a lot of sense because mm. a lot of the songs are very much singer-songwriter, us looking at our very introspective. introspectively. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but in a way that it, in a way that other people can just insert themselves into the introspection, if that's a word. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, it's both ambiguous mm. and raw and yeah. uh, like you enough mm. that I can go, oh, I remember about that. Yeah. Even though I wasn't there mm. for what for you actually wrote about. Yeah. Uh, yeah like and I'm, I think yeah, the, idea of, the idea of it is like I saw me talking. It's like kind of someone in a conversation and they're talking about something and suddenly they're realizing, oh, this is like a thought that's in me mm. or like a belief or, a, you know, some kind of pattern. And it's like kind of this moment of revelation almost where it's like, oh, I saw me talking and I knew what was going on inside of me. Mm. Like I knew that I wasn't over this particular thing or yeah. like mm. I've been pondering, you know, something. Being, being self-aware, know? like talking about yeah, like self, exactly. self-discovery can often be, like a, a laissez-faire term for just saying wishy-washy songwriter stuff, but it's giving mm. actually, like for me, knowing that I made the discovery that perhaps that season that you mentioned mm. um, with the the high school songs had passed, I've now realised it. You know mm. that that is a journey of self-discovery. I didn't go out to the Himalayas and sit and go on for it, but I just <laughs> discovered something about myself. And yeah. I suppose on that level, that's that's what it's about. I guess yeah. absolutely. And honestly, uh, like it was half and half whether we were intentionally songwriting that way or not. Some of mm. it were like, I want to tell this story. Mm. But half of them were like, we just had a phrase, we had some chords, we started writing, and then we're like, oh, far out. Like, yeah. this is this is talking to me and telling myself what's going on more than I even understand, yeah, you yeah. know. It's a very kind of therapeutic, in a way. Um, Catharsis, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, very, yeah, that's, very, yeah. 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 Like, I think Steady Steady is was... A bit of a um, a bit of a serendipitous moment for us because, like, I had my chunk written. I had the the verse um, mm. and the melody line, um, and it was very like originally very John Mary, very like smooth bluesy kind of vibes. But I just had the lyrics um, uh, uh, talking about trauma because I'd gone through a pretty hectic time uh, for kind of two and a bit years. I, I moved out to an indigenous community and I taught music there and. It was such a full-on experience to yep. see what they have to go through, you know. And um, just being a, you know, a little East Coast kid, it, it 
it blows your mind you know it's full-on it's beautiful and they and the culture is stunning but then what they have to grapple with day to day you have to accept yeah. it for what it's worth you got you got to stay on top of it to not yeah get, to not lose yourself sort of in it so to speak yeah. but yeah it's an adjustment yeah and so like i think the biggest thing was like the reverse culture shock moving back and then you're just like well who am i you know once you go through a huge experience mm. you can kind of lose yourself in it all and um especially when there's trauma involved and you go through scenarios where you're like, man, this is full on. And so for me, it was like trying to re-find who Jason is again. And it just seems so um, like nothing's happening at times until you zoom out and you just realize it is a small steps. It's a steady, steady mm. process. And so yeah. that's where that verse was just like mm. straight out on the paper, you know. Um, and then I kind of left it. I couldn't find any other family for this phrase didn't know where mm. else i needed to go yeah mm. but then i brought it to the table when we did our mm. first kind of co-write for a duo and then i mean i'll let mm. you take it on from here because it's yeah and i i'd kind of been sitting on a chorus for ages like um and i just i tried to write a song around it but just kind of couldn't and so i just had it there and it was kind of a marker for a season of my life um where I'd moved away from home and um, made some good friends in another place. And then um, one of them kind of hurt me quite a lot and broke my trust. And I guess it's one of those things when you, when you trust someone so deeply and um, they betray that, it's hard to kind of find your way back to trusting people again in the same capacity. And so yeah. I was kind mm. of wrestling with those emotions and everything that kind of came with that and processing so I'd written this chorus about it and then somehow we were just writing yeah one night same a few key, months ago same tempo no way same topic and they just these two pieces just like fit together perfectly yeah and, and then, yeah and then the guitar riff was literally me like taking the chords from her half and then the melody from my half and just playing ripped them both in half and yeah, came was, up with the riff and it was just yeah. like the song was done in yeah. like literally yeah as fast as we've kind of had this it conversation yeah it was like, such a crazy moment like mm. we'd both been sitting on these parts of a song for mm. ages that were nothing by and themselves then, yeah. Yeah. yeah and then but they also it yeah. also had the connection it had a vague uh, connection that you could actually put yeah together yeah. yeah so that's why it's it's got a real special place in our heart steady mm. steady you know and uh, and as it is a song of hope, I think like you have to look pretty hard at it to see the hope in it. But I, I think you know we really want people to take it as their own and like just whatever scenario people are going through, like that that can be your song, that can be your anthem. Like mm. where we've luckily um, been blessed to move past that season where we've we've found ourselves again and where mm. it's such a positive you know place that we're in now. Mm. But that song is always there for those that you know are not. Yeah. And not in that, in that space. space. And yeah. as a reminder for us, when we go through hard times, you know, it's inevitable life happens, you know. Yeah, mm. yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, as, as just a reminder that, um, yeah, there's a process there. And if you just take it step by step, you'll get out the other side. And mm. yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. And it's yeah. something to reflect on um, just to be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's where I was. Like mm. I, we were actually mm. both there. Um, mm. how, how good's insert thing here or, or maybe the next hurdle remember when we were there yeah you know and, exactly. and that, that I, i've often looked at that reflection you know you flick on the playlist and you know i for me something, something in my pops up and i go whoa do you realize i remember when mm -hmm. th that thing happened you know those sorts of things like that's that's a funny 
the funny part of music and why I love that as a storytelling method to mm. be able to have that, you know, mm. it's the memoirs, so to speak, but yeah, in a musical, yeah. yeah, it's a musical time capsule. You can just go back to, and it's just a title for someone else. But for you, it's like, Oh my God. I, can't, yeah. I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. To wrap up, uh, where can the lovely people find you? Um, your own stuff, uh, Brook street, where can, where can the lovely people explore your music? Um, yeah. so we're under Brook street music. On Instagram, Brook is in like BR double OK, not like yeah, as, in the as in Brooke. like the cr- the creek or a stream. Yeah. Yes, and street as in ST. Yeah. ST. Yes, ST. Yeah. Mm. So we're Brook Street Music on uh, pretty much every platform, um, and I don't know, we're um, updating gigs regularly on Insta and on our mm. Spotify now. I finally oh. worked out how to do that. Hello. You can- you guys are excellent performers and one Thanks, one thing man. one thing Aaron said to me when we saw you play before the end of the year or the beginning of this year um, was uh, that you guys have a, a very well suited um, orally to one another mm. um, so yeah no look, we look forward to seeing you at something you. locally Thanks, very soon so um, yeah, best of luck to you guys with everything that you have going on Thanks Thank man you. Thanks Likewise. for hitting us up 100%. No it was a pleasure well that's another episode of the Asking Music podcast. Uh, lovely to be chatting with these two individuals. And uh, it's exciting to see what they've got going on. And um, it, it proves that the Sunny Coast music scene is in very safe hands. So, um, as always... Oh, my gosh. The marriage counselling is happening again. Um, so as, as always, uh, 9 a.m. and 9 a.m. every Tuesday... Uh, on YouTube, I believe is a place where I post these, um, like subscribe, comment, all those things that all the vloggers do. And until next time, I'll see you later.